Hello, and welcome back to Sass Stories and Sarcasm. This is episode 10, and this is our Mariners All-Star Break special. Can you believe we're on episode 10? Wow, that's just that's just crazy. <laughs> it's great. Don't cry. Right. Yeah, I'll, I'll try not to. Uh, we have two segments to talk about today. Uh, number one, Nick's going to talk about the Mariners, our surprise guest. And our second segment, Nick is also going to be talking about just himself, um, this week, I actually got to see my oldest friend, Emily. She flew in from D.C. Um, we've known each other since we were one and a half, so it was great to see her. And I know she's um, an avid listener of the podcast, so hello, Emily. It was great to see you this weekend. And then coming up on Thursday, I'm going to Sandpoint, Idaho with my family because my cousin Kelsey's getting married next Saturday, so I'm super excited for that. How about you, Brian? What's new this week? Uh, not much is new, although... Uh... Having a puppy in the house is becoming uh, interesting, I should say. Uh, he, I found him rummaging, or yeah, rummaging <laughs> through my like hamper, and he grabbed a sock and ran, ran with it. And I was chasing him around the house for like five minutes. What? <laughs> it's pretty bad because he's fast. He's fast. He's he's fast. And he was like kept on running in a circle, wow. and like yeah, he's like. It's actually really smart. It's kind of scary. <laughs> but anyhow, uh, yeah, he, uh, he put a little hole in one of my socks. So now I have an odd number of socks. It's not the end of the world. Well, I'm super excited for this episode. It's going to be great to have our friend Nick Blackburn talk about Mariners and just talk about himself. So can't wait. Yep. Nick Blackburn is one of the biggest Seattle sports fans we know. Nick graduated from Gonzaga with a bachelor's degree in broadcast journalism and a master's of business administration. After five years of living in Spokane, Nick has been back on this side of the mountains for about a year working as a research associate. Nick has loved the Mariners for a long time, even though the team hasn't been that great for years. With this sort of dedication to the Mariners, we thought we'd bring Nick on the podcast to bring his expertise on the Mariners during the All-Star break. All right, Nick. So give us your take on the Mariners at this point in the season. Are they doing well? Are they doing bad? How are they doing? I'd say overall, they're doing really well. I think this is by far their best first half they've ever had. They're 19 over now. They didn't exactly finish how I would hope they would have. Um, you know, losing eight of their last 11 games and four straight. Oh, man. Including a... a <laughs> <laughs> yeah, including a walk-off home run today. Probably, you know, one of the worst ways any to team lose. can lose in okay. sports, right? Like, not even just baseball, I think in sports. So, <laughs> yeah, it was, <laughs> it was pretty rough. But, um, yeah, no, it's been a fun year. They, you know, I've had some really bright spots. You know, James Paxton had a no-hitter in Canada, and he, he's from Toronto. Mm -hmm. So it was really cool to see him do that on, you know, Toronto soil. And uh, it's the sixth. Mariners now hitter, I think, ever. So wow, uh, yeah, 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 and that's, uh, that's yeah. And so, just for perspective, uh, can you explain to the audience what nineteen over means? <laughs> Brian doesn't know. Over? <laughs> <laughs> no, I do know, but yeah, yeah, no, definitely. And I'll just I'll give you know wins and losses to okay. totals. You know how many games have been played? So they're they've won fifty eight, 
and they've lost 39, so 58 and 39. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you, thank you. All right. So, yeah, they played 97 already, which is pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. Only 65 to go, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, see, I actually messed up. I I thought when you said 19 over, I thought you were like 19 ahead of the next team. (laughs) So I'm like, oh, damn, really good. That'd be awesome, yeah. Yeah. It's just the difference between wins and losses. (laughs) So leading into this all-star break, you said they've gone into a slump. Do you think that they'll be able to get out of it? I do. Yeah, I think looking at their second half, you know, right away, they start with the White Sox. I wouldn't say they're the worst team, but they're, you know, one of the, you know, bottom five in the league. Um, and that's that's at Safeco, too, where they've, you know, played really well. Uh, I'm not sure what their record is this year, but I know they've they've won quite a few there and, you know, gone on some great win streaks. Uh, they Yeah, so they start with them. They have the Giants. Angels, again, is a little concerning, just <laughs> considering that. I think they're only, like, 500 against them this year, so... Um, yeah, no, I think they'll they'll have a good finish. It'll be interesting to see if they can finally end the drought, right? It's been 17 years. I think I did the math. It's like 2,764 games for those that are interested in knowing how many games that is, how many, yeah, innings and uh, wow. losses to suffer through, right? <laughs> yeah, it's um, been a long time for Mariners fans. Yeah. All uh, right. Yeah, so I always get the impression that the Mariners do really well in the first half, and then some something along the road, something bad happens. So in order to avoid that, what should the Mariners be doing in the second half? What should we be watching for? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, Nelson Cruz is one of their best hitters, I would say, on the team. And he's getting up there. I don't know how old he is, but he's, you know, one of their oldest players. So, you know, when you get older, you're just more injury prone and... Yeah. Um, you know, he's he's had like some back issues and like something he can't control is getting hit by pitches. I know he's been hit by a lot of pitches. <laughs> so. Does he take up a lot of space? <laughs> <laughs> he's a, he's a pretty short guy, isn't he? Or... He's a big body. Yeah. Oh, never mind that. Yeah. yeah. He's, okay. Yeah. <laughs> if that's what you mean, but yeah, that's what I meant. <laughs> yeah. No. So I think definitely be careful with him, um, and even just like before their second half starts, I think they should try and make a move in the during the All-Star break. Maybe try to make a trade uh, or, or even acquire an arm that's out there, right, to help them out. I think mainly bullpen, I would say. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I know their their starting pitching has been good. I, I love Felix, but I think he's he's getting old. Yeah. So if, if they can have someone to come in and, you know, back him up or, or even just make a start here and there, right, if, if we're going through another slump again. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, no, I think they'll you know they'll do well. I think it's it's just avoiding losing streaks, right? Like every team has some bad streak. Yeah, it's bouncing that, back, I guess. Yeah, I actually was I was just out of curiosity was looking at some of the teams that have won even like one at all, like the Cubs, right? Like I know they went through like three different five game losing streaks that oh, season. Wow. Oh wow, and really? Still, yeah, and like still came out and and you know won the title and ended their. 108 year drought so yeah if they can do it so can you <laughs> <laughs> pretty much you got you got to think positive right and it's hard as a fan of this team but i do have high hopes for them so hope it pans out 
Yeah. So Marco Gonzalez is the 10th pitcher in Mariners team history to get 10 wins before the All-Star break. He also happens to be a Zag, so go Zags. Um, what do you hope uh, to see out of him after the All-Star break? I mean, I can't really complain about his first half. It was yeah. amazing. Like, 10 wins. He was the team leader in wins. I actually didn't realize that till last week. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's been awesome to see what he's done. And, uh, Brian, I know you you probably know him from the Cardinals. Yeah. He's pitched for you yeah. guys in the season and the playoffs, too. Um, yeah. So, you, you, I'm sure you're well aware, aware of how good he is. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I think he'll he'll continue his success, and he's been a big, you know, positive point for us when we do go through, you know, a couple game losing streaks or hitters are, you know, struggling to get it going. He he can come in and pitch well, and then, you know, the bullpen will finish it off. So mm-hmm. yeah, very happy about him. Yeah. All right. So you mentioned this a little bit before, but in terms of trading. You said uh, bullpen. Do you have any specific player you want to see on the team or just in general uh, more pitching on the the Mariners? Yeah, I wouldn't say specific player. I know that they were looking at Jay Happ, J.A. Happ. I think that's how you say his name. Uh, okay. he's, a, he's a starter for the Blue Jays. Mm-hmm. He, he did pitch for the Mariners before. Um, I'd be interested to see if he would want to go to the bullpen. I know also, too, uh, our starter, Wade LeBlanc, had mentioned he's willing to go to the bullpen if that needs to happen. So, yeah, I mean, I think just a couple arms yeah. would really be helpful. I know there's, like, for, for the most part, our pitching's been pretty solid. I mean, compared compared to previous Mariner seasons, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So, also, uh, just in terms of, like, hitting, you, you have enough backup hitters in case one of them, uh, I guess, breaks their back, like Nelson Cruz. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, do you, a, do you have a deep bench, or has the has it backup hitting? I'm not aware of all of their backup hitters, but I do know they have you know like Ben Gamble. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, he comes in quite a bit. I know they have Guillermo Heredia as well. Um, yeah, who else is on that bench? They have they should have plenty of of help though if need okay. be. I know that at least the last two times they've had major injuries. We had Zanino and one other guy out, and the two guys that came in ended up being the heroes for the game, which is cool, right? Like, it's always next man up, and they they seem to, you know, exemplify that um, mm-hmm. that principle, right? So, yeah. Yeah. So every year, Mariners fans say that this is our year. Do you think that this is actually our year? I hope so. I don't want to <laughs> jinx them. <laughs> I'd okay. love to say that's going to happen, but yeah, I, I really hope so, and... I mean, they're they're over halfway through, so mm-hmm. I do have really good hopes. And, um, yeah, I don't really see how things couldn't pan out, but we do have, like, Oakland right on our tail. They won again today, so they're three back of us now. They were, like, ten back of us, so, <laughs> um, yeah. I don't It'll be exciting. I hope they can, if they do get in, I hope it's not going to go down to the last weekend because... <laughs> They've done that a few times, and it's it's definitely pretty stressful to watch and yeah. go through. So it's it'd be pretty nice if like since the Seahawks are probably not going to be as good for the next few years, it'd be pretty nice if the Mariners could step up and like help out with the Seattle morale in the sporting arena. Absolutely, yeah, and we have our Zags, right? Oh yeah, Which I think that's that's Spokane, but yeah, they never us, fail yeah. us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who do you think would be the World Series winner? And this is an extremely early prediction. 
But I'm assuming you're going to put Seattle on one end, which is in the American League. Who do you think is going to make it to play the Seattle Mariners and win the whole thing? Well, I think uh, they have to get in there first, right? Yeah. It would be, yeah, it'd be awesome to see us get there. I know, you know, there's a lot of competition in the AL. But if if it was the Mariners in there, I would would probably say the Dodgers or Cubs. Okay. Uh, But I, I do think the Rockies are... A solid team. Even though we weren't playing well against them, I think they have great hitting. Um, I'm not really um, so sure about their pitching, or very well educated on their pitching, but um, they seem like a really solid team too. Yeah. So it'll be interesting. I don't. I mean, that side of things, there's not really any front Stand, runners, right? like, standout player. Yeah. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you go to lots of Mariners games. Do you have any tips and tricks for people who who like to go to Safeco Field, like? What's your favorite section to sit in, favorite food? They have lots of interesting food, like the grasshoppers and stuff at Safeco. So. Yeah, I actually haven't had those yet. I need to need to get on that. I know I've been a lot and still haven't even had them yet. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, I love the center field cantina. I think that's very fun. Um, my friend and I actually recently, my friend that bought the ballpark pass with me, we've been going to Hit It Here Cafe. Mm-hmm. Actually, I did not even realize that was open to the public. I thought you had to have like a special ticket or pass or something, right, to get in there. But mm-hmm. it's it's open, and uh, we've been going like later in games, probably like sixth or seventh inning. Um, but that's that's a really fun spot. I love that. It's we always sit right by the foul pole, and you know you have a view of the Safeco sign, and you know the sunsets if we have them, right, or mm-hmm. just spectacular. I think Edgar's when it's open. I think it's fun. I've the last few games I've gone to, they always have special events there, so it's, oh. it's been hard to, yeah, get access to it. But that's that's another great spot. I think there mm-hmm. and then that lower level as well gets gets pretty rowdy and fun. So definitely, uh, yeah. yeah. And uh, I threw this question in just as a joke, but I'd like you to comment on it. <laughs> so <laughs> if you were to trade the Mariners. Basically, uh, if the Mariners were to leave, but you were to get the Seattle uh, Sonics back, would you be willing to make that trade? An NBA team for the MLB team? Oh, jeez. <laughs> I think, like, before this season, that was the easiest question, but now... But now uh, they're looking good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. And now, just, like, going more, I realize how much fun it is, even... Even without them winning, I think even just because I love baseball. Oh yeah, yeah. but it's just the atmosphere and the experience yeah. more than anything, I'd say. And yeah. those ten dollar hot dogs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks uh, so much for answering these questions, Nick. Uh, we're gonna take a little break and then we'll come back and we're gonna interview you with some other questions. Go Mariners! Go Mariners! Today's episode is brought to you by Audible. Audible has an unmatched selection of audiobooks with titles from every genre. Audible titles play on nearly any device and allows you to listen to your favorite audiobook anytime, anywhere. You can even switch between devices and it'll play from where you left off. SAS Stories and Sarcasm listeners can get a 30-day membership trial that includes one free audiobook of your choice. Just go to audibletrial.com sspodcast to start your trial and choose your book today. So Mary and I both met Nick during our freshman year of college at Gonzaga. 
Nick and I both lived in the same dorm building, not the same dorm room, Roncalli. And together we were roommates for one summer as well. Although Mary and I have known Nick for almost six years now, some of you may not know him as well. So we thought we'd ask him some questions for you to get to know him. All right, Nick. So how is life coming along for you? Is there anything new? Uh, it's, you know, my job is, is still going well. I think, uh, yeah, it's, it's a great group over there at Collier's. We, you know, we're all pretty close. And, um, you know, right now it's, it's one of the busier times for me at work. We have, you know, quarterly reporting four times a year, right? Every three months. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's been, yeah, it's been pretty busy. But uh, I'm liking it, though. It's it's a very interesting industry, and Seattle has one of the most booming commercial real estate markets in the country right now. Um, so that's been very interesting, I think. Just for me, I didn't have any previous commercial real estate experience, so to come in and come into you know one of the most interesting markets, I think, out there has uh, is, is been great. Um, yeah, but no, life's good. Family's good. Uh, Enjoying that Seattle summer. Yeah, no, definitely. It's it's perfect. It's a little little hot today, but mm-hmm. uh, it's it's always yeah, it's always perfect weather though. It's always like mid seventies, lower eighties. Like, oh, that does sound yeah. pretty good. Okay, so who is or was your favorite Gonzaga basketball player of all time, and why? I would say Kevin Pangos for sure. Yes. You guys probably wouldn't be surprised by that. I'm sure. I'm wearing uh, Kevin Pangos jersey right now. Oh, nice. Yeah. I, I wore a Gonzaga jersey last night. I'm not wearing it right now, but just for the record. <laughs> okay, so Kevin Pangos? Yeah, and I would say uh, just the player he was and, and the guy he was, too. Mm-hmm. I think he was, you know, he's an amazing player for Gonzaga. He had, I don't know how many threes. What was, was it 279? Whatever that record was. Or he probably had more than that. And um, he's getting married in two weeks, so. I was going to say that actually it's funny you asked that because I saw a bunch of stuff on, I think, Brian Baskar's mm-hmm. uh, And Kyle Wilcher. Yeah, that's right. And Karnowski, too, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, no, it's just seeing that and just knowing that he was just such a valuable piece of that team, you know, through our years as undergrad. Yeah, and he, like, left three years ago and he's still close with lots of the players on the team, which is awesome to see. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Those, all those guys are, seems like they're always hanging out outside mm-hmm. of their playing careers, whether it's in Europe or, um, you know, still in college, you know, wherever they may be. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. So what were some of your favorite mem- memories in the kennel or just being a Gonzaga basketball fan in general? I would say the St. Mary's game was super fun. Mm-hmm. It was, we were right behind the band. Um, which at first we were thinking, oh man, like we're behind the band, like this is going to be nuts. But <laughs> it was, it ended up being, I think, one of the most fun games because you're just right there, right? Like you're hearing them play and then you're right behind the hoop too. So you're seeing, you know, everything happen. And I just remember us like pulling away from them at the end, right? Like seeing Welcher go up for some easy buckets and um, us just splashing threes like we always do as, you know, Zag fans watching that. Yeah, got to get tacos. Yeah, right? <laughs> I'm pretty sure we did that game. We I think so. Like 13 or 14, whatever it was. But yeah, I'd say that game was big. I think even the BYU games where we lost, mm-hmm. um, this was my grad year. Um, oh, that was the one loss of the entire season, like the first loss. Yeah, no, I know. It was, it was definitely disappointing, but I think just 
being there for that and then also tenting mm-hmm. all night was really cool. We had, I think, number five. Tent Dang. number five. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, was, <laughs> it was pretty sweet. I mean, it was, you know, a lot of time to spend and then, um, you know, to be there right, like, a few rows back was, was super cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was your favorite class in college and why? And you can pick one from undergrad and grad school if you want. Yeah, I would say psychology one on one. Oh yeah, because I think <laughs> <laughs> it was it was an early one. That was like eight a.m. I think on Tuesday Thursdays maybe mm-hmm. sophomore. Uh, but I I love that professor. I think he was just super interesting and super fun. Like it was it was just one of those memories where you know like this class was you know not my favorite to get up for, but he made it your favorite because he was just such a character and. Uh, I, I just remember him like always talking about rats and what? <laughs> how much he loved rats. Yeah, he would always give all these stories of like experiments he did with them. <laughs> I can't remember like specifics, but he was just like very interested in those. And so, um, yeah, no, that was that was very fun, and it was a fun crowd too. I remember I had a ton of friends in that class, and you know, we were all just getting each other up in the morning, mm-hmm. you know, for the, and for the day too. So, yeah, that was that was undergrad. The grad school, I'd probably say my sustainability class. Oh. Um, coming into the MBA, I I wasn't super, you know, interested or passionate about sustainability and you know ways to reduce energy, right? But I think taking that class just showed me how cool it was to you know recycle and and reuse energy and always be looking for ways to, you know, help the environment out, right? Yeah. Um, and yeah. So that's, that's really just, like, inspired or driven a passion in me to, you know, always be looking for ways to, you know, maybe contribute to causes or do things myself that can, you know, reduce our impact that we have each day. That's super cool. For some people visiting Seattle, what are some of your favorite places to go or to do? If I was to visit Seattle the first time, I've already visited Seattle, just for the record. But uh, where would you tell me to go? And uh, yeah, I would definitely say number one, Pike Place. I mean, that's just—it's a given. You know, biggest, yeah, <clears throat> biggest touristy spot. You know, there's so much to do down there. Shops, you know, Gumwall, um, Puget Sounds, right there, the Great Wheel. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's the top one. I would say Gasworks Park as well. Because that's one of the coolest spots in Seattle. I think you're, that's your best view, if not the best view, of the Seattle skyline right over there. Mm-hmm. The Space Needle's yeah, pretty I mean, fun. Space Needle's great, yeah, for sure. Have you been since they you know, remodeled? I have, actually. I went up, um, Matt Rouse you know, mm-hmm. from San Francisco visited, and we went up there and, and took the tour up. It was pretty soon after they'd finished. That's um, cool. So we went up there and... And saw the you know the clear glass all the way across. That was crazy. Because um, yeah. I mean, for me, I'm I'm just not a huge fan of heights. So <laughs> um, seeing that, and then seeing the clear glass benches too that were hovering over. So like when you sit on the bench, you're actually like hovering over, you know, down uh, below. Which that's scary. Um, yeah, it was, it's it's really cool what they did with it though. Mm-hmm. And, what are your favorite songs to listen to currently? I mean, I'm a mixed bag of stuff. Like, I've been pretty into the new Drake album. Oh, yeah. A few of those songs in there are, are really good. Mm-hmm. Um, in My Feelings. In My, in my <laughs> Feelings, yeah. 
I actually got that one from Russell Wilson's Instagram account. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> um, yeah, those are good. I'm, you know, I'm into country now because oh. of Matt. Yeehaw. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm really into country now because of, you know, Matt Rouse and Freddie Hollenich down south got me into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are good. Uh, I listen to a lot of techno stuff too. I, I really like Avicii. He's mm-hmm. he's got great stuff. Oh, yeah. um, I don't really have any complaints about music. I would say like heavy metal is the only music I don't really listen to. Same. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So hypothetical question: We finish the interview, and you go outside and find a lottery ticket on the street, and end up winning a hundred million dollars. What would you do with that money? Wow. <laughs> one hundred million. I mean, I can't say I wouldn't try and invest in the super expensive Seattle market for sure. I'd get that figured out first, right? Like that's not going to be a huge portion of that cut mm-hmm. of money, but um, yeah, I definitely would do that first. Um, you know, I'm really into service and stuff and and giving back, so I would definitely spend some time to figure out how much I'd want to give back and, you know, whether that's, I mean, that's so much money, but I definitely would want some of that to go to some charitable causes. Mm-hmm. Um, Start the Nick Blackburn Foundation like Bill Gates did. Yeah, there oh, you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> would, you, would, you, would you give Mary and me a cut? Would we get like a few hundred? <laughs> maybe, maybe, perhaps maybe a one million? <laughs> <laughs> Brian just needs some money. He that's the reason why he asked this question. Yeah. <laughs> Brian, I would I would go buy you a uh, hundred shirts. A hundred shirts. Yes. He wow. needs as many shirts as he can get. A lifetime supply of shirts. Oh wow. That, that that's just wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> What's your best childhood summer memory? It's been a while now, but I would say going to my uncle's cabin in Lake Chelan. Mm-hmm. I uh, love we Lake went- Chelan. About nine years ago, I think, for Fourth of July. Mm-hmm. Um, so we went there and you know did jet skiing on his boat. Uh, it was perfect weather there. It was like eighty-five, ninety the whole time. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that was just like the most fun I've had with. And this is my mom's side of the family. Mm-hmm. Uh, seeing them and you know being there for their Fourth of July festivities. You know they have a whole parade and everything in that neighborhood. Um, you know, kids of all ages, right, come and, um, and then we, you know, cook, you know, hot dogs and hamburgers and, um, watch the fireworks too on the lake there. They're in, I think, Manson. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so near, um, the city, but, um, yeah, no, that, that by far I think was the best family trip I've taken and, yeah, I'd say out of all the summer trips, yeah, that was definitely my favorite. So what are you doing in your uh, spare time? Do you watch any TV shows or read any books? As far as TV shows, I haven't been watching a whole lot. Um, I'm not afraid to mention The Bachelorette. I do watch that. <laughs> oh, very good. Very good. <laughs> uh, yeah, that is one. Um, I'm waiting on The uh, Ballers, it's called. Oh. It's HBO show. With Dwayne uh, Johnson? Dwayne, Yeah, The Rock Johnson. Oh, okay. Um, really good show. I think if you know, it's it's uh, following the journey of NFL players 
Um, and from the back end, though, like these guys are agents for them, right? So they work out deals or any kind of you know discrepancies they have with their um, coaches or you know players, things like that. Um, so it's 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 a cool show. It's I think it's in Vegas now. They had it in Miami before. Um, but yeah, it's it's really fun. It just takes you into their their everyday lives, right? And um, it's it's cool to see it from that side. Mm-hmm. I think it people don't realize like oh wow like that's what goes on and that's that's what they get themselves into or don't get themselves into right mm-hmm. um yeah so i think that starts up in august so i'm pretty excited for that um yeah no so on the side i do quite a bit of commercial real estate reading uh, this will be just like maybe even like stories going on right now just biggest headlines whether that's like office industrial or retail properties you know retail is always interesting right now because you know it's um the re or the retail model is changing a lot you know certain retailers like sears and mm-hmm. and uh, macy's have been struggling around the country so yeah I, I try to just like keep up on news but also you know maybe try to figure out other terminology i don't know because first real estate is a huge vast like world of of uh you know stuff to know yeah. right so um yeah and then you know i spend quite a bit of time with family my sister's turning 22 next sunday so yeah happy early birthday to her but um yeah no it's i try to just get out you do do a bit of everything (laughs) yeah yeah. (laughs) okay well once again i'd like to uh thank you for coming up on the podcast uh mary any final thoughts no thank you so much for coming on nick yeah, and thank you both for having me, and and congratulations on starting this. Oh, yeah. I always, I always enjoy seeing new episodes. You know, Mary, you've been great about marketing this podcast. And I, yeah. and I mean, I market online, but Brian markets in the LA area because he wears his sass stories and sarcasm shirt everywhere he yep. goes. I'm I'm on every street corner with a sign. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Keep it up. <laughs> yep. Well, thanks, That's Nick. Good. Have a great All Star break. Thank you, guys. You too. Yep. Wrapping up, remember to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play Music Store, or SoundCloud, so new episodes will be available on your phone as soon as we release new content. We have a special shout-out to Jane, the podcast expert. We aren't sure who this is, but he or she left us a review on iTunes that says... Sass, Stories, and Sarcasm is a sensation. And sensations in all capitals, by the way. (laughs) These two are podcast dynamite. Their back and forth has me laughing to tears. I listen first thing the morning it comes out. And the smile on my face uh, is still there when I go to bed. Sass, Stories, and Sarcasm isn't just alliterative. It delivers. The podcast supplies cultural capital, witty banter, engaging segments and time spent with two people you'll want to be best friends with. Five out of five stars for those two. Keep it up. Wow, that is a really nice uh, yeah, review. Yeah, that was so Thank nice. You. Thank you, Jane. That was so nice of you. I wish we knew who you were. Um, if you'd like to get a sh- special shout-out on our podcast, you can leave us a review on iTunes, and we'll um, give you a shout-out on the next episode. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash sarcasm. 
and follow us on Instagram at sassstorysarcasm. Thanks again for listening and have a great week. Yep. Thanks.